0: What up, what up? Thanks for tuning into No Sugar, Please. This podcast was created for the multifaceted individual. It is a multi-generational podcast used to educate listeners through conversations for the advancement of the mind, spirit, body, and community. Got your coffee? Got my coffee. Ready to go? No sugar in it either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was gonna I was gonna let that slide. I wasn't even yeah. gonna ask that question because I didn't wanna, <laughs> you know, set I didn't want a negative tone to be set. But <laughs> you did it. you brought it up, so I'm glad you don't have any. Um just just let you know. <laughs> so uh so all we're gonna do today, we're just gonna we, we're gonna talk about life lessons, you know, like top three life lessons you've learned. Um and before we get into that, you know, i I'd rather you introduce yourself because uh, you can talk about yourself better than I can. So,
1: um, floor is yours, sir. All right. Uh, my name is Gary Cobb, Jr. Um, uh, what can I say about myself? Uh, military brat. So, I've, I've traveled the world, it feels like. Um, college grad, uh, representing Florida A&M University. uh, Husband to my beautiful wife, Retoia, father, to two beautiful daughters, Reagan and Rory, um, member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, um, initiated at Alpha Eta Chapter at FAMU. Um, and now I'm the president of the Gamma Delta Sigma Chapter uh, here in Orlando, Florida. Um, uh, and I'm also a, I guess, a current student <laughs> uh, pursuing a, a dual master's um, in um, Public Administration and Nonprofit uh, Management uh, at uh University of Central Florida. So a lot going on in my life. <laughs> man,
0: that was a long run on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it's it's you hit so much, man. You're how do you find time to do things like
1: for yourself? Um, uh, I don't know. You know, I get asked that often, uh, funny enough. Um, I'm thankful to have a um, a partner in life that um, is understanding, and I think we are able to, uh, with the utilization of uh, Google Calendar um, and, <laughs> and and some and some give and take, um, I'm I'm able to you know get things done, get things accomplished, um, and also allowing space for her to get things done, get things accomplished. So, um, you know, we just we we just figure it out
0: i feel you man that's hey that's awesome it tastes a tastes a very understanding life partner look i know she's gonna hear this but toy <laughs> you still crazy so i don't care what's there yeah there's a little bit there <laughs> I, see, anyway let's move on
1: don't <laughs> <laughs> get me in trouble oh, we just celebrated man. our eighth anniversary so oh i'm gonna tell
0: you congratulations
1: appreciate
0: it appreciate it brother eight years eight years now
1: August 25th wow now has
0: that time flown by to you or is it has it kind of been a
1: little slow no nah, it's it's flown by like I, I don't think we we both kind of looked at each other like man it's been eight years like you know it, it's just a snap of a finger and it's right. and time time just rolls yeah man i that's crazy congrats
0: again man because it's you know, we need to see a lot more of that from our people, you know, just persevering through times. So I understand some things some things ain't forgivable, but for the most part, you know, you you gotta persevere and keep going, man. So I definitely um applaud you guys for setting that tone and example. Um, especially for Pooh and um Rory. Um so yeah. Now oh, you know what? I just had another question. So <laughs> Hey, I promise we're going to get to it. We'll get it, to it. It's this,
1: all good. We'll get there.
0: It's a what conversation. What made you join a frat?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I'm an only child. Okay. So um, no brothers, no sisters. Um, and I come from um, parents and even uh, some of my grandparents who are um, college graduates and also fraternity and sorority members. So mm-hmm. um, I knew about Greek life. Um, growing up uh, as a child, like my mother's a member of uh, Delta Sigma Theta, my father is a member of Kappa Alpha Psi, uh, my grandmother is a member of Delta Sigma Theta. So um, I, I grew up around it. So um, I do, I was going to join an organization, even probably before I, I went to college. It was I want to say it was in, instilled in me, but when you observe. Um, you know different things and you know i grew up seeing greek letters you know uh, i had an understanding of, of what it was so right. um going to fam um it wasn't a matter of what it was uh, it wasn't a matter of when it was a matter of like what organization right um so um i, th- I think you end up joining an organization based on um you know uh, the organizations at your school how they operate how you kind of mend uh with those organizations Um, Do they represent, you know, pretty much they all represent a a similar core value as far as, you know, uh, community outreach, um, brotherhood or sisterhood. Right. Um, uh, So it's just a matter of the the people in it, you know, are are these the type of people that I could see myself um, calling, um, you know, my brother. So um, for me, it was it was a a easy choice, um, you know, making the choice to join Phi Beta Sigma. Um, the guys that, you know, I had the pleasure of joining with, I'm still close with uh, to this day. Some of my closest friends, some of my best friends, um, and I've been in the organization now over 17 years, which is another crazy thing to say (laughs) that I'm approaching 20 years in in membership. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a a great experience, Uh, you know, highs and lows, like, you know, you experience everything in life, but
0: um, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Now I'm assuming seventeen years, you're obviously gonna say it's been worth it, obviously.
1: Oh yeah, most most definitely. Um it's been worth it. Um I'm actually uh in the process of uh submitting my life membership. Um so I will I guess I'll be considered a, a life member of the organization. That's which good. no 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 more national dues for your boy. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Life mem now
1: Membership has its privileges.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask now what what do you what obviously you get to represent you know your your frat your your brotherhood your fraternity but um what else comes along with that
1: um I often what I tell people you get out of it what you put into it, so you know um I know a lot of people, you know you hear oh it's a cult oh they are street games there's different colors and all like you know um but we're really about you know brotherhood um community outreach right. and really um investing in our community um right. that's essentially you know I, i've been uh i'm concluding my uh presidency here in december but I, I, i'd be president of the Sigma chapter now for for four years um and in those four years you know um you know the amount of uh, Things that we've done um, in greater Orlando community, probably more specifically, like the Holden Heights community, Pine Hills, mm-hmm. um, the west side of Orlando, um, the amount of, you know, uh, toys we've given to kids. Uh, we've done financial literacy um, or you know, Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. we probably, we've done over probably, you know, close to 500, 600 turkey um, dinners uh, to families um, here recently uh, with the back to school season. Uh, we just distributed over 700 book bags with uh, school supplies um, and also amazing. masks. Um, so we talk about PPE. Now that we're in a, a pandemic, so we were able to distribute masks to kids um, who, you know, what parents had to make the. The tough decision, because we're not all in, a, in a, um, an environment where, you know, everyone can be homeschooled. Some people have to make that tough decision that they have to send their kids to school. So um, we were trying to do our part to make sure that they're uh, at least have some of the products to send them there safely. Uh, so Man. It, 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 it's a lot of things that, you know, that we try to do. Um, but it, it's all about, and of course, you know, on the, on the more selfish side, you meet, uh, you have relationships uh, with, with people, who, you know, are in high places and, right. you know, and, and sometimes, you know, they give you a look on a job, you know, um, like, you know, if you're looking to uh, excel in a career, sometimes you're, you're able to get that, that leadership knowledge, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and get a, a hand up right. um, uh, in certain situations. So um, like, again, it's all about what you put into it is what you get out of it. Oh man, that's big.
0: That's big, man. You know, I'm glad I asked these questions because it definitely captivated me and really want. Now I'm really, now i really, really intrigued. Like, okay, I got it. What does this man learn? Because you just dropped so much knowledge, um, and wisdom just by telling your story. Um, and oh, I've I I've laid
1: off of you for for a while. Don't, don't let me get into my recruitment phase.
0: Yeah, look, man.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> the funny thing about
1: that, because you know some of my brothers too.
0: I definitely do. I de- shout out to B Mo. I definitely, man, Billy D used to try so for the longest when I was at fam to get me to uh, Pledge Q, man. Um, for the longest, and I had a cousin who's a Kappa, and another cousin who's a Kappa, another one who's an Alpha. So it's like at one point in time, I was getting hit from all angles. <laughs> Trust but, me, um,
1: I, I know, I know your family, um, uh, you know, Billy D, uh, you know, that, that, that's family. Um, I take more of a hands-off approach, uh, <laughs> I believe. And, you know, uh, you see, you see what I do. Oh and, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and ev- eventually if, if you have a question, you know, uh, I'll be more, more than willing to answer it for you. And
0: I always appreciate that. You know, I, I definitely appreciate that. And that's honestly, honestly, that's always been, you know, the walk away answer for me. Um, the other person would always say, you know, whatever you need, you know, just ask, we'll talk about it. Um, but I definitely, I watch, you know, i sit back and I'll peep and just watch, man. And I definitely know um, obviously hearing you and everything you guys have done within the community. I've also seen you back it up. So it's not like it's just, you know, blowing smoke or anything like that. So I, that's, that's definitely honorable and admirable um, of you. Um, Most definitely. So now let's, Now I'm really ready to learn, all right? So what are, we'll just start with one. We're going to give the top three things you've learned in life, you know, life lessons. What's number one?
1: Number one, um, you don't experience unconditional love until you have children. Whew. Okay.
0: Now, what made you say
1: that? (laughs) I had to process that for a second.
0: What made you say that?
1: Um, being a father, uh, you know, learning to become a father, um, has been an experience for me, an experience I wouldn't trade for, for anything in this world. Um, and, you know, I think we get this misconception of, of what love is. And, you know, of course we all experience love, you know, uh, in order for uh, us to get to, well, I don't want to say in order for you to get to the place of having kids, you have to experience love because we know that that's not true. Mm. Um, but you know. You find a partner and you fall in love. This is speaking from my experience. Um, and what you think you're having unconditional love because you know you have sacrificed, you've humbled yourself, you've gone through the motions of getting to that phase. But kids bring like a different level of love out of you. I agree. Um, and if you go through things that you never, thought that you would go through um Mm -hmm. do things you never even like um you know I've been thrown up on (laughs) peed on pooped on um you know I'll risk I'll risk my health uh for the sake of their their health their safety right um like you know I when you get married, you know you go through that whole um, to death do us part, right? But when you like kids, like I would literally lay my life on the line for them to succeed. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I, I think that I think that's that's a that's a a, a, a big thing and, and um, nothing that's sh- just stray away from. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I man, I definitely agree with you because
0: man. It's just this morning, right? I'm I'm driving Cam. Me and Cam are in the car. And um, she goes through this thing where she wants to call my mom, uh she, Mina, and then if she, if Mina doesn't pick up, she has to call her go go, uh, my friend Trey's mom. Go go don't pick up, she gotta call God daddy. So <laughs> man, but she got off the phone with my mom and instantly she says, Go go but i couldn't obviously i can't face it i'm driving so i can't get the phone from you um man i felt so <laughs> bad that i couldn't get that phone because it was dead silent until i pulled over in the parking lot to get that phone she would not say a word and
1: absolutely i was just but you are going to make it happen
0: i'm going to make it happen and it's it's as small as that sound that goes a long way because no matter how young she is she knows that i'm willing to do what needs to be done to make sure she has you know did she need it no but i knew she wanted it really bad right. because that's a part of her routine so i understood that and she understands that as as long as she's progressing or it's you know genuinely making her happy then i'm gonna do what i need to do to make it uh make it happen from my end so um exactly yeah uh, man
1: go- we're we going through that like right now like uh you know we had to meet uh the choice um well uh, well you know having two kids that, that's a whole nother bag of tricks. <laughs> um you know I have a, a six year old um and then I also have a one year old a one going on thirty. Um Rory. she she she's she's like the little the little leader of the house. Uh, <laughs> but you know during this uh pandemic season and you know progressing from kindergarten to first grade Reagan um you know she longs for like that, that children interaction. Right. And, you know, I, it hurts me, it hurts, you know, our mom, you know, to see like, you know, uh like right now, even in the background, she's in school mm-hmm. virtually, um, at home. Um, you know, I had to I had to let my employee, employer know like, hey, I, I'm not coming back to work physically, like I can do my job right. remotely. Um, I'm not someone who likes to work from home. Right. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I like the office experience because I believe in separation of home and work. Right. Like, when I'm home, I want to have that, like, hey, like this is family time or whatever. So right. or you struggle to find those those moments. But even now, it's like, you know, she's on her iPad. There's kids in the class, so like having to explain that to her, like, hey, mommy, and daddy. You know, we want you to make. We want to make sure that you're safe above all. And she knows about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, we we tried to educate her and make her aware of it, and so she understands it. But you can still see, like, you know, there's there's a there's a disconnect there. So, um, yeah. you know, we're we're working through it, and you know, trying to make sure that you know that her elementary school experience is still an experience <laughs> man to, to, that's to crazy. say the least
0: never i never would have thought kids would have to kids, children would be staying home to and masses to learn virtually no yeah, um, it's it's
1: it's crazy never would and have thought now you kind of think back to like you know when people were old when we were that age whether it was in elementary school or whatever like Oh, back in my day, like right. this is gonna be a, this is literally gonna be a this is literally gonna be a back in my day story, right? For them
0: day. Yeah, I agree, man. It's you know it's it's a gift it's a gift and a curse to be able to stay home, um, but it definitely takes away from that school experience. Um, so I know having that talk with her and explaining it to her had to be kind of tough. Um, and it still obviously is tough, but it's kind of it's it's gonna be what you guys make it, you know. Um, I saw you guys got her a desk and everything like that. I was like, okay, she's a little, little scholar. So oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. You know, you know we it. we we try to make it like an actual, uh, you know, school environment. And you know, her room has been like a play zone for so much. Um, mm-hmm. and and she sees you know dad's desk and you know my my setup. Um, she wanted to have like her, you know, area where she can zoning and focus on. Um, and I'm sure uh, the wife is happy that we're not using the, the dining room table anymore. That, right. <laughs> with school school supplies all over it. So right. well, once we get that cleared up, but yeah, I think it's important to have that, you know, even though, you know, our house is an open layout house, so you don't have much like private rooms. Right. Right. So at least she has that, you know, hey, well, I'm at this desk. You know, you had that, that conversation when you're at this desk school time. Right. This is for you, this is for school. Like, you know, she'll she'll be quick to have her baby dolls in there <laughs> and use the drawer. And next thing you know, that's like their their camp out area. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Right. So, the, when you're here, I need you in, in, in the zone. So, right. you know, we're, we're, we're working that out. Oh, that's good. That's
0: good. I'm glad that's it, it's coming along, man. Um, That's man. That was okay. Now I gotta go into number two. Like that's it, it's a lot, man. You're a lot to be learned. I, I can see why, uh, you're Mr. President, but um. <laughs> so what's the second? Well, let's move on to
1: number two. All right, number two, and, and number three is probably gonna really get us uh, to to where, where we where you want to go. Uh, but number two, no risk, no reward. Factual. 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 Now,
0: I'm assuming you've had to bump your head a few times to really come to that conclusion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. Um, but you know, uh, no matter what you achieve in life, if you're if not if you're not putting yourself out there, you know, there's you'll have nothing to gain from uh, nothing to gain from it. Then um, that's that could be in any and every aspect of life, yep. like, you know, um, if I, if I hadn't engaged with, uh, in, in the Sprint store some 10 years ago, um, you know, I probably wouldn't be married with two kids with her now. Right. Um, uh, you know, if I hadn't, you know, taken that walk through the set and, and notice a group of, uh, young men, uh, helping during the tops orientation program at fam, you know, I, I wouldn't be a, a Sigma today. Um, so sometimes you just have to, you know, whatever you're feeling on the inside, sometimes you got to put that aside and put yourself out there uh, uh, to reap the rewards of what God has out for you.
0: That's, uh, you know, that's well said. And it's funny you say that. I'm reading this book um, called The Four Hour Work Workweek. Um, what is it? Timothy Ferris. Um, mm-hmm. And he he basically the part that I read yesterday um, or last night was exactly what you said you know a lot oftentimes people miss out on an opportunity out of fear um out of fear of and it's 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 a fear of failure and when they fear the failure they end up setting mediocre and low goals and then people rejoice in achieving those low set goals because they fear just diving off the deep end and sometimes you have to dive off the deep end. Your instance was, you know, you took an opportunity that you had from walking through the set or at sprint. So it's, you know, it's it's good to hear that because now I can I can put a direct correlation with the two.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably even bigger, uh, bigger than that. So like um, uh, when I uh, I relocated to Orlando what in 2009, I okay. want to say. Uh, around that time uh, Tallahassee was like a black hole for me right <laughs> uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you know you know you kind of you go through the motions of, of college and, and you, know, you, you just you end up staying there longer than what you're supposed to you know, right for whatever reasons you know plethora of reasons whether it was you know the uh, you know the women there the club scene or sometimes it's just hard to break away from that that right. college life right um, so I literally, um, at the time I was working uh, for Sprint, um, I literally went to my manager. I was like, I need to leave Tallahassee and, um, where, where can I relocate to where, you know, I'm still, I'll still have a job <laughs> right? <laughs> for, the, for the time being. Um, she was like, okay, let me get back to you. And she came, she was like, you got, uh, Jacksonville or Orlando. That was easy choice. Uh, yeah. So I was like, so, um. I had, I had done a little bit of work in Jacksonville already. So I was like, okay, well, how soon, if I say Orlando, how soon can I be there? Mm-hmm. She was, she was like, um, you know, probably in like two weeks or so. I was oh. like, okay. I was like, sign me up. <laughs> He's ready to go. right? And, and and literally, um, you know, I, I packed up the galant, whatever fit in the car, fit in the <laughs> car. Uh, I had a, a friend who was already down here. Um, I called him up. I was like, "Yo, I need to uh bum on your couch, you know, until until I get on my feet." I was like, I, "You know, I'll take care of your uh cable bill and light bill." He was like, "All right." <laughs> so right. I, I literally moved down on two weeks' notice, um, and 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 that was that. Like, uh, so, uh, um, even even if for fast forward a little bit, you know, after uh, meeting my now wife and all that, once we got married, you know, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. I was still working for West brand at the time, um, and I was, you know, at the time I was trying to progress and get to their corporate office up in Overland Park, Kansas. That mm-hmm. didn't really, that didn't really pan out. Um, but at the time, her schedule was a Monday through Friday, you know, um, nine to five or eight to five, whatever you want to call it. Right. She had that that set schedule, weekends off. Mm-hmm. Uh, here I am working retail. Uh, anyone who's ever worked retail before, oh yeah, uh, you know, I'm it. working. 50, 60 hour weeks um, no vacation yeah uh, it's really hard to have a set schedule and that's hard to on your you know newly married right um, so I was like I kind of came into a, a fork in the road do I you know keep down this path you know, I was making decent money at the time or do I you know try to get a more feasible schedule and you know ha- have a better Uh, I guess a life ratio, a work-life ratio. Right. No, that's understandable. So uh, I I bit the bullet and I, you know, luckily enough I had a a connection um, who was working at uh, Staples at the time and they were like, Hey, they're they're looking for people. Um, You know, would you be interested? And I was like, I went to my manager. I was like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And you know, she was fully supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I made the decision. I took a pay cut, a big pay cut. Right. Uh, so that was the risk. Um, but, you know, I ended up making that, you know, two times over you know, in, in, in the long run. Uh, but I went, was able to make that sacrifice, had that Monday through Friday schedule, work-life balance was, you know, much better. And, you know, the reward is I'm still with the company that was, that was seven years ago. Right. Um, so I'm still with Staples, uh, you know, and, you know, the 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 money i left on the table uh, i've gotten that back plus so right um, at, a, at, a, at a good spot
0: that's good that's man that's hey two weeks you was ready but you 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 had to be ready to go like you if to be able to just up and go in two weeks you had to be mindset ready
1: yeah mindset ready um but remember also i'm a military brat so i'm used to moving around and you know not not needing much notice, right? Um, you know, so it was nothing for me to be like, okay, like you know, this ship has sailed, right? Um, and I think my time now in Orlando since two thousand nine to was two twenty. I think this is the longest I've been in one city. I think in my entire life, right? <laughs> so it, it, it's good,
0: man. That's
1: what a story. What a story, man. What a
0: story. Yeah. That's um. You know that speaks volumes as to how you stay prepared. Also, I don't think that should be overlooked either. Um, you had to be. Yes, you 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 took the risk on that two weeks notice, but even with the shift from you know sprint to staples, it was you had to be prepared for what was to come. Um, and prepare for that moment. So that that shows um high preparation on your part and due diligence. Um, and that's definitely again commendable and admirable. Um,
1: appreciate that. Appreciate that. All
0: right. Let's go. On. Let's get let's get I I think I know where this is gonna go, but we gonna see man. Let's let's get to number yeah. three.
1: All right. Um uh, h- how are we with uh with language here?
0: <laughs> hey man, this is called no sugar,
1: please. All right. So uh number three. Uh no matter what you accomplish in, in life, uh society will always view you as just another nigga. <sighs> All right, let's go
0: there. Let's take it there. Let's take it there. Because, because I don't think people really, I think, and I like to look at things from both sides. I need a full view before I make an informed decision or something. White people definitely don't get that, that real saying, but I think our people miss that a lot. Our people miss that so, so much. And it honestly, it, It saddens me. It used to piss me off and I used to try to change it and help like when and don't get me wrong. I try to help people now, obviously, but it's made me take a step back because people really are full of themselves sometimes. And they forget where they've come from and they think that they've reached a mountaintop, which is scary because you, you know, you still got a lot of life to live, assuming.
1: Um, But, yeah, what made you say that? Um, I mean, we, we know the current state, uh, of, of the world, right. um, and you know, that, that's a whole nother bag to un, unpack by itself. Right. Um, uh, but, um, uh, I, I give a little bit of my backstory, uh, I guess a, a little bit more. So I've always, I guess, enriched, I use the word enriched, um, uh-huh. myself in black culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Going to a predominantly black high school, right. going to an HBCU, joining you know a divine mind organization, um, I live black. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is this is who I am. Um, I think when you have that as your as your foundation, mm-hmm. and then you try to achieve things in a corporate America setting and then you see what's being portrayed out in the world and uh, social media and the news, it's daunting. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: Like it breaks you down. Like I, even as I say this, I almost feel like I'm being in tears. And that's another thing, even going back to, to number one, uh, I was never a crier, but right. like now I feel like being a father, I'm like,
0: more big emotional time.
1: about about things right big, big time um but i feel like every time it's, it's cliche saying every time you take two steps forward you know it's a it, it's, it's a it's a step back um right and you know i think moments such as these you know you start to second guess why you didn't get that promotion right or you start to look at you know Oftentimes you you know what I do for I travel a lot or I used to travel a lot for work. Travel mm-hmm. um, travel's kind of been ceased. Um I, I've traveled the country. Um, right. and oftentimes, you know, I'm the only black person in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it whirls on you. And you start to feel a way on, you know, how you how are how are you looking at me? Um and I remember having to uh one of my uh, colleagues, one of my black colleagues, you know, when I was going on the stretch of, of of getting promoted and, and mm-hmm. doing things, uh, pulled me aside and was like, "Gary, um, I think you need to, you know, adjust your. your uh, I, I this is not this is not a quote unquote, but she was like basically I uh, I think you need to adjust like uh, you know how you, your image in the office like you need to smile more, you need to be more engaging." I guess I was walking around with the don't bother me face. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, okay. You know, I, I came back and kind of had a self-assessment.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like,
1: you know, uh, they're like, you need to be more, you know, how you cure yourself when you're, you know, uh, doing your Sigma stuff. because You know, you're a leader there. I need you to add more of that here. And I think as a black man, you're always like, can you be your pure, one hundred percent self in a corporate America environment without being <laughs> judged? No. Right. So no, you can't. And I, I struggle with that. And I don't want to be viewed as that is that nigga in the office. <laughs> right. No, and that's
0: understandable.
1: Uh, so, it, it, and you know, that's an everyday struggle for right. for me. Um, you know. Even now in Zoom meetings, it's like uh, I'm blurring my background. I don't, I don't want you to see, you know, the African right. drums I got behind my book, my bookcase. <laughs> I don't want you reading the the titles of my books, right? Because um, you know that that's that's a whole another uh, deep dive in, into into who I am. So it's like you're constantly having to, I feel like, mask yourself almost, right? Um, and I'm tired of it.
0: <laughs> agreed. Definitely agreed. Um man, that you know, that just makes me think about my own situation as far as with teaching, you know, um being a black male criminal justice teacher in 2020. Um it's enraging. I don't know how you do it. It's, <laughs> Gary, man, I'm I'm gonna be so honest with you. You're the first person who I've really like let this conversation out with because it's all been pent up thoughts. Um I don't know either because I have to stay even kill, you know, because again, they're kids. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I have to pick and choose and who and choose who and what I say because I can't let Johnny from, you know, Windermere um hear <laughs> hear what I have to say to, you know, uh Tremaine from Pine Hills. Yeah. Because they're one, they're not gonna understand it. Two, Tremaine's gonna understand it because I relate to him. Although I can relate to Johnny on maybe oh sports or something like that. I'm not really going to be able to relate to Johnny outside of, you know, superficial things of that nature. Um and it's tough. It's tough. Because I get questions like, you know, why do cops keep killing black people? And I can give an answer, but it's not really the answer I really, really depthly want to give. Right. Um, especially especially in, in that setting. Right. Because, again, I they go home to their parents, and it's a totally different story. So I have to make sure that I oftentimes, and I always do, just state facts. I said, I, I give you the facts. However you decipher or decode it, that's on you, and that's mm-hmm. on your parents. And I told him I said I feel like white people are fearful of us. They're fearful of us for what their ancestors did to our ancestors. They're fearful and that fear is has been showing, it's just now it's getting recorded more often. And there's no justification and I have to be honest with him. There's no justification for you can watch I can I can literally watch a white man Yield a score. He has a. He had a damn sword, Gary. Seventeen year old had an AR. <laughs> Shot three people. Went home. Slept in his bed. Y'all picked him up the next day.
1: They gave him water. Water.
0: He walked right past the cops, speeding like literally. I saw, like walked right past them, loaded AR. Dylan Roof shoots up a church.
1: And yeah, they take him to Burger King. <laughs> a church, you know. So. <laughs> But Samir Rice has a play gun. A Plastic. toy gun and gets shot down in the park. Like
0: really? Yeah. Really? It's... Like I don't know this I don't know the facts of this Jacob Blake case all the way. I I do know there was a black man killed in front of his children. While the kids were in the car. In the car. What happens if a bullet hit one of those kids? They don't care.
1: Like, that's, that's, that's the problem. And I'll be honest, like, um, watching these videos is like, like, I feel like we're going to need therapy. (laughs) Factual. That's, I agree. Like, it's even getting to a place where it's not, like, you don't even budge or flinch now. You're watching someone being gunned down. Like, it's almost like a, it's almost becoming a normal behavior, and you're we not, know to it. we know it's not normal. But I know it's weighing on 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 me. Like I like I can't even watch half of these social media videos, and like I'm probably gonna start unfollowing because sure. like I, it's just it's tiring, bro. For sure, for sure. Like I'm looking for things to laugh at <laughs> right. to stop from crying. Right. Right, right. I definitely, man,
0: you know, the thing that got me lately, it was this kid, the Florida Mall, Salathis, Salathis Melvin, I believe. Yeah, um, right,
1: right there in Orange County.
0: That, that, and I teared yeah. up with that, man. And I teared up because
1: it was backyard. almost. In your
0: In your, like, in my backyard, but Where also. you grew up. It's, it's like, you, did you have to shoot him? It's almost like a Rashawn Brooks, you know? He's running away. Like, did you really have to shoot him? Or, you know, with this specific incident, you had the person you were looking for. Kind of like Breonna Taylor. You had the person you were looking for. What are you doing at this point? Like, seriously, what are you really doing? And it's enraging. It is. It's. I just. I don't know, man. It's enraging to see that. And yeah, to your point, yeah, it was the backyard. That's probably why. But again, it makes me think about instances in life where I could have been in that situation. You know, I could have had I not stayed calm, cool, and collected,
1: the shit could have escalated. You know. Oh, for sure. It's like I, I remember the. I remember the first time being pulled over. Uh, you know. I was driving back to Virginia from from Florida. Um, I got pulled over, I think, right, leaving Georgia, going into the South Carolina state line. Um, this was early 2000s. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, routine traffic stop, but you made me get out the car on I 95 and stand on the side of the road. That's why. And uh, what's a nigga like you driving a fancy car? I was driving a '96 Mitsubishi Eclipse.
0: <laughs> Wait,
1: what? Come yeah, on. that's what the cops. That's what the officer said to me. What's a nigga like you driving a fancy car?
0: Like I had to process. I had to pro- I, If you notice, I pause a second because I had to process why. One, why are if it's a routine traffic stop? Why are you getting out of the car? Like, and you dri- You driving. <laughs>
1: Yes, he didn't believe it was mine uh, <laughs> Registration, everything Checked out Oh and my god! Yeah And th- th- you know, that was just That was my first first interaction uh. <laughs> That's great Like,
0: th- but to be honest I'm not surprised I'm not surprised by that because it's It's a norm Right? It's a norm it's almost like when, even to me, to this day, I mean, I, I, I my car is my car, you know. It's, I don't know, no warrants out on my name or anything, but even still, when cops get behind me, I get nervous. All right, well, definitely. Like my heart starts, my heart starts racing a little bit. It starts pounding because it's like, oh,
1: damn it. Adjusting yeah, adjust the seat. What? I wow. turn the music down. <laughs> <laughs> music down. Hands at ten and two.
0: What, man? I'm, and I'm locked, like straight ahead eyes straight ahead but it's you shouldn't we shouldn't have to feel that way and white people don't understand that they don't understand that and it's i think they don't want to understand that it's a stop crying stop whining stop this like well what the what what, what, stop fucking stop fucking putting these cops in our neighborhoods that are not there to honestly protect and serve stop doing that stop instilling fear into people stop doing that no one's undermining you or saying that you have a don't have a hard job. Because I know for a fact being a cop is a hard job.
1: But Absolutely
0: At the you know, end of I, the day, like it's man
1: Yeah, I got I got brothers, uh frat brothers who are, you know, cops, you know, and you know, I check in with them, make sure they're make sure they're good and you know, their experience, like, you know, their experience is, is even like uh, getting crazy. So I I Something needs to change, uh, and you know there needs to be like a, a reset on society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, but seriously, so it, someone it, needs to unplug this shit and, and plug it back in. after ten seconds.
0: Seriously, because it's it's. How do you ignore the cries of a group of people since the conception of this country? Like, how 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 do you do that? And and yet you still profit from us to this day. Shit, we built this country. You say go back to Africa. What well, shit? I say we didn't have to be born here. <laughs> like period. Well, that's a whole that's
1: a whole another bag. Right, it that's, is. It definitely is, you know. Africans sold a segment of slaves to slave owners. Right. And yeah, let's man, if we
0: can <laughs> go deep. Like we can go really deep with this. But Trust me. Trust me, I know. It's it's just at what point are you going to hear our cries? Because you can't say, "Oh, oh." The one that gets me white white people are killed by cops more than black people. Man, how is it that America has not, you know? If we're going to talk, well, there are, white people get sent to prison also. Well, I I literally saw that on Instagram comment last night, and I law lo- I got off of it I, at that point because I said in my mind. Do you not understand that America has the largest prison prison system in the world? America has more people imprisoned than countries. Than there are some countries, like population-wise in the world. And the majority of that prison system is black. So you can't like eventually you gotta take the shades off. You gotta take the fucking binders off and see it is what it is. I don't think. Painting "Black Lives Matter" on the
1: fucking street is is the
0: fucking answer. No one. Oh, asked that. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that. that right. I mean, I I I get it conceptually, but yeah, that that's. I felt like that happened, and people are like, "Okay." Like right. and, and and like right. that that's 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 not a that's not a move that's not a move in the right direction. We want actual change, we and like we're do. still. We're still having conversations about whether black lives matter right like like matter, which is crazy, crazy, so how do you tell a child you know your life matters like I was watching that uh that uh that comedy bit from uh from Michael che yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> think about. Think hey, about how long ago that was. Like the fight for the word "matter." Like not equal, not like better than you. Mm-hmm. Just matter, right? Like that. Yeah. That's that's a point of contention, right? I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> so I, we, we, I, we got a we got a
0: long way to go. I just, you know, I keep seeing people. You know, as as we talk about Black Lives Matter and we talk about murals and crap. You know, of course, with the NBA. Um, the boycott or whatever, but yeah, I didn't. Boycott. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't expect. I'm glad my my team decided. Hey, you know, Lakers decided. Hey, we gonna we don't want to play this year. Yeah, I thought Lakers, that was admirable. Lakers and Clippers. Clim- You're a Laker fan. Lifelong man. Thank Billy life D. For, thank Billy D. and uh Uncle Daryl for that man. Oh Lord. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Lifelong. Lifelong man. Um. But it's, that speaks volumes because how, you can't have a playoffs without the no, an L.A. team. Right? You just can't do it. It's not going to happen. But
1: the thing that I really mean, surprised me, my bad. In all, it, it, as a, in all transparency, you can. <laughs> you can? But the L- L.A. team ain't been in the playoffs in a long time, don't bro. Know, don't don't go there. Don't,
0: <laughs> okay. don't go there. Okay, you know what? You're right. I almost <laughs> forgot where I came. I forgot where I came from. Just, you're right. It has <laughs> been like an eight-year playoff drought. But, 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 we number one right now. We, yeah, you see, I guess I, you could say the Clippers are two, respectively. Absolutely. But it could, it definitely could. But um, I think this this playoffs was going to be special. But I think it's even more special now, whether they play or not, because you can see that MLB postpone games, boycotted games,
1: now, that is like that. I mean, the NBA, you know, we, we all respect it. It's a predominantly black league. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: you know,
1: they're uh, uh, the commissioner. Uh, what's uh, what's buddy's name? Silver, uh, Adam Silver. Adam Silver is about as, as progressive as any, you know, league commissioner can be. Right. So, like, that is almost kind of, I almost say, I almost expected for this to happen for the NBA. Right. It, for major league baseball to be as conservative as major league baseball is, I was like, for them to postpone games and boycott, I, that was like, okay, this is this is something to to pay attention to to, to see right. how, how how this how this pans out. Right, right. I definitely agree. I definitely
0: agree, man. That yeah, that, that's still that's it's still throwing me for a loop even to this moment, man, because. I never would have thought either to see baseball cancel games. So now, I guess now it's rolling up to NFL. What you gonna do? Yeah, (laughs) what you gonna do? That's
1: what I'm waiting on uh, to see. Um, And I think ultimately, I think we have to know know what what I think there has to be a conversation on what are we looking uh, to happen from this. Like, you know, the players are you know making their voice. Uh, heard more than anything ever you know in in any other time frame right right, but there needs to be a conversation on what are we looking to accomplish because if we're right. just boycotting to boycott eventually the boycott's gonna have to end and if if x didn't uh, uh, if x didn't take place then what did we boycott for right so right. you right. know uh, you know i'm I'm all for the action. But I've been um, watching a lot of uh, Ice Cube's uh, videos. But mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we have a list of what we're demanding that needs to take place. You I know, agree. Uh, whether that's you know, uh, what's our call to action uh, in order for even get this into the political side? What's our call to action, vote wise? Like agreed, agreed. Uh, so
0: I agree, man. I I definitely agree. It's definitely it's layers upon layers upon layers to this conversation, man. Um it's definitely layers to this, but I definitely agree. You gotta act some sort of action needs to happen. You know, and like we just alluded to not too long ago, painting painting some shit on the street, that's not that, action. That ain't that ain't it. That not, even <laughs> and, and to be completely honest with you, putting approved league approved quotes on the back of a jersey, even that yeah, even that gets drowned out.
1: Yeah, that, like, that, that, ain't, ain't, that ain't it either. Because like, ultimately, what you're going to sell those, and that's money lying in your pockets. Like, where's the money going after like the sale of those? Like, um, what's going to be what's going to be done to make Black people whole in this country? Right. You know that that's you know the the financial gains. Uh, you know, I know this talk of reparations. Um, but i don't I don't think people really know that there has been segment segmented groups that have received reparations in the United States you know whether that's the uh you know the american Indians
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, you know every time you step and put in a casino you know you're you're stepping a foot on uh indian soil so to speak so like there's things that's been set up in this country um we just need to get to a point of What's going to be done for the black people, and I think that's something that has been kind of prolonged because of how you know, how many of us there is and what that would mean monetarily. But oh. so, someone's going to have to answer, uh, you know, these questions to make us uh, or give us an even seat at the table. I would say that. I was because I was, you know, I was going to ask: Is
0: it really even? Is it is it really possible? to compensate black Americans. And if it is, if it is now, when we talk about compensation, most people think monetarily. Um,
1: no, but it, I'd imagine it can be compensated because you got to look at the from a monetary standpoint, then you got to look at from the, the, the mental stability like this yep. has been systematic racism and putting this down for over 400 years right the amount of people that died um you know like i don't think you can ever fully recuperate right
0: i definitely agree i agree um the only thing it's kind of like with this fatherhood thing right with me with one thing i noticed and realized with being a dad um and striving and working towards different things and trying to change family lineage and trying to change um just family outlook I've realized that I may not see change in my lifetime you know I may not I may not see the change I want to see in my lifetime but that doesn't mean that I can't put the pieces into play so that Cam or Ray or Rory can't see that change in their lifetime Absolutely. Um, and I kind of feel like that as far as with this compensation type of deal or just changing this narrative regarding the systematic racism and oppression like it's not going to happen it's not going to change during my lifetime but whatever i can do right now to push that narrative and help forge and push that change i'm gonna do it and um i'm glad i started this podcast because that again like i was telling you you know this is therapeutic for me but this is also free game for the masses you know, 100%. free game for the masses, and I feel like it's it's conversations that they obviously they need to be had. Um, so yeah, man, I I definitely appreciate you for uh, just dropping your wisdom and knowledge, man. You you know I gotta have you. you
1: no, know I gotta
0: have you uh, back on. <laughs> I oh yeah, oh yeah, it's a must. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um,
1: I I thoroughly in, enjoyed it, man. Um, I think this is probably the most in depth that me and you have probably conversated in a, in a yeah maybe ever. Yeah, um, and I, I'm a, I'm appreciative of it, and, uh, and so it was all. I I feel good. I'm in a better space now than when we started because you know I think some of those things, um, like you said, we do internalize, and I've been told that my entire life uh, internalize yeah. stress. Uh-huh. Um, so having a um, having a mechanism to you know or a platform to let it out, I think is important. And I applaud you for um, setting this up and. Uh, I would be more than glad to come back, bro.
0: I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. So um, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. So I'm going to give you, um, we always talk about community, you know, on the show. Um, So I'm going to give you the floor so that you can highlight a small black business that you support or business that you support. Um, And um, we'll just go from there. All
1: right. <clears throat> so I kind of been in my bag lately when it comes to supporting black business because the importance of of uh, of circulation for economy. Um, you know, if you follow the black dollar, our dollars probably circulated least um, within our own community. So, this mm-hmm. is uh, something that's very important to me um, and something I'm striving to do uh, like going forward. Uh, you know, people try to say things like on a, a weekly basis or whatnot, but literally going forward, like my first look when I need something is going to be to see if a black business supplies it. <laughs> and then you know, if not, then I'll, I'll go, you know, uh, whatever the, the path. Um, even here recently, like my gift for my wife was, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, from a, a black business. But um, other things are something that we need to, uh, to look at. But today, uh speaking on the importance of leaving things for our children, I think uh, wealth generation and looking at different ways that we have more ownership within uh, the black community, I'm going to highlight um, legacy franchise ventures. Um, so okay. this is a um, a franchise and consulting uh, business. Um, it's ran by actually one of my frat brothers, brother Chris Wilson. Um, so uh, what he does is he kind of consults with uh, people on um, taking a, a, a leap of faith and in going into the franchise world. And um, something I've learned, uh, you know, in, in speaking with him, um, I think a misconception is that you have to have, you know, a lot of money. Um, in in order to pursue a franchise. Um, But, you know, he'll tell you that you can uh, open a franchise with as little as $5,000. So Hmm. there's a a wide range of uh, businesses out there that franchise, um, and and he will kind of guide you along that path. Um, So, uh, again, uh, legacy franchise ventures, um, something that I think we need to, uh, you know, Take hold of and look at, especially when we talk about, um, you know, creating uh, wealth for not just for ourselves, but something to leave a legacy behind for our, our kids. Uh, so the uh, his handle uh, for Instagram is LFV Consultants. So that's at sign LFV Consultants. And again, Legacy Franchise Ventures um, owner, uh, Brother Chris Wilson.
0: Man, I'm definitely. So I, as you were talking, I was typing it down. So I'll definitely um, go ahead head over to their page and just give it a peek, man. But um, we appreciate the free game and knowledge, man. But to my listeners, keep your faith in God while continuously moving forward. And we'll talk to you soon.